Hello, this is Radio IAGP, episode number 36. My name is Implausibly Josh, and thank you so much for listening. I've got no fun video game updates, so let's just go ahead and get into emails. If you have emails, you can send them into radioiagp at gmail.com. We read all of them. They get sent to me. It's great. I love them. Here is our first email, and it says... Hey, Radio IAGP, what are your thoughts on the Walking Dead MTG cards? Are you getting going to get them? Thanks, Anonymous Planeswalker. Thank you, Anonymous Planeswalker. Um, no, I'm not going to get the Walking Dead Magic the Gathering cards. I thought it would be goofy to get them for someone in my family who really likes Walking Dead, but has no real affinity except for tolerating that I play Magic the Gathering. But, uh... It's $50, right? I'm going to double check that. $200? There's no way. Oh, here we go. Sorry, $200 is what it is on TCG Player, which I'm assuming they're just going to resell an unopened pack whenever they get them. But it is $49.99 directly from Wizards of the Coast for, let's see, one, two, three, four, five new, completely new Magic the Gathering cards, and one, two, three, four, five, six tokens. So, eh, doesn't seem interesting to me. 11 cards for 50 bucks is bad. I can get more than that in a booster pack for less. There is one, one card in there, Rick Steadfast Leader. That seems pretty interesting. Rick Steadfast Leader is a two generic, two white legendary creature human soldier that reads as rick enters the battlefield choose two abilities from among first strike vigilance and lifelink humans you control have each of the chosen abilities as long as you control four or more humans humans you control get two two plus two plus two uh that's you know i i play commander right like i don't really play any other formats um except for like pauper but these aren't common cards so that doesn't count there you know i put together some goofy decks on Magic the Gathering Arena on occasion, but that's a cool card. Like, I'm not going to lie. It's not worth $50 to me. I'm never going to spend $50 on a card, you know, and this would basically be it, you know. I'd spend the $50 specifically to get this one, and the rest are whatever. I wouldn't really do anything with them, I don't think. Give them to friends. The tokens aren't interesting to me. I'd much rather get... um something like homemade tokens from someone you know that that would be something i'd be willing to spend money on but official magic the gathering tokens i have a bunch of them i've got a stack of tokens from getting three pre-constructed commander decks i have some tokens from opening a bundle of core 2021 i don't need any more official tokens if i need more tokens for whatever reason i don't think they're going to be two two zombie tokens i don't know that's going to be useful for me in the decks i make and if i do need them i will i would much rather get them from a, an independent artist or whoever someone selling them on etsy or ebay or whatever maybe get some tokens from i think card kingdom sells tokens and i i like card kingdom so i'd probably buy them from there you know either official or made by card kingdom or artists they work with or whoever so 50 bucks for one card that i would actually want to play and 10 cards that i am uninterested in it's just not it's not good it's not a good use of money on top of that this sucks this sucks really bad 
I I think magic doing crossovers is interesting. I actually legitimately am very interested in that, I guess is the word I was trying to say. And I think that I think that even making mechanically mechanically new, mechanically unique cards as crossover cards isn't that big of a deal to me. The problem is is that these are mechanically unique cards that you can only get in this $50 pack and they have to be the Walking Dead themed. And while I think that complaining about the lore reasons or aesthetic reasons for not liking that a Walking Dead card exists is kind of goofy. Like, if they gave these dudes, like, D&D-style leather armor or something, there'd be no issue with it. These people, like, people wouldn't care. They would just think it's goofy or they wouldn't play it or whatever. But specifically that it's Walking Dead or specifically that it was Godzilla, that's the problem. Like, Magic Gathering already has giant monsters that are basically kaiju, like a Godzilla or a Mecha Godzilla or any number of things like that. So having these crossovers, I think, can work really well within the within the context of... I almost said Dragon Ball Z. Within the context of Magic the Gathering, my brain's all over the place tonight. I think Godzilla totally makes sense as, like, some other plane within Magic the Gathering. The Walking Dead, maybe a little less so, but who cares? The multiverse in Magic the Gathering lore, as far as I understand it, is gigantic, is huge. I don't think it's infinite, but it's big. You can fit this stuff anywhere if you really want to, but I think restricting these cards to Walking Dead themes, Walking Dead aesthetics, and making them this $50 package, that sucks. Secret layers suck. You can, can't can get them outside of the U.S. directly from Wizards, I'm fairly certain, and they come bad, you know? Their foil cards are more curled than regular foil cards from, you know, just cracking open booster packs. Sometimes you get them and they're already busted in the thing they're coming in, the cards themselves. Like, it's a bad product that does not have good QA, doesn't have good quality assurance. So by putting this into your product that is the worst quality sucks. Like, even even for people who want these cards, right? Like, I don't want them. I I think that this sucks, so I don't want them. However, I know that there are going to be people who want these cards and want to play with them and think it's cool to see The Walking Dead in their favorite card game. I more power to people like that. The problem is they're going to get bad cards. You know, it's a bad product. $50 for 11 cards is a really steep price, and you're only paying a Walking Dead tax for that. You're probably just paying for the licensing fees that Wizards had to pay to try and get a return on investment for them, you know? On top of the fact that these cards just might come to you busted. Or if you miss the week that these are being sold for, you just don't get them. At least not for $50. You're probably going to pay well over $50 for a card, let alone all 11. And that's if you want them unopened as opposed to used, you know? On top of the fact that these things take months to get out to. You're going to spend 50 bucks one day, and then months and months and months later, these cards are finally going to get out to you. It's it's a bad product all around. I made a thread about this on Twitter, but I think that there are ways to make this work better. You know, like, I think that 
The thing with something like doing a crossover like this is that I think it should be a way to get people into the game, right? You you get someone in the door to Magic the Gathering with a crossover of some sort. So let's say you want you want to you want to tap that vein for people who want to spend something on Magic the Gathering or want to spend something on The Walking Dead and maybe get them into Magic the Gathering along the way so that hopefully that customer brings in more money down the line and not just for this thing that you have to sell, you have to overprice because of, you know, IP deals or licensing or whatever, right? Make like something like a starter set based around zombies, you know, walkers or whatever, you know, like make a Rick versus Negan starter deck or something. So you get these mechanically unique cards that maybe get two, right? So you get Rick's Steadfast Leader, and then you get that same card renamed to something else that's still still got the same rules text on it as something that fits more into the Magic the Gathering universe that already exists before this crossover, you know? You give it to game stores that you're already working with that get your other products this brings more people into their stores because of the walking dead brand recognition and hopefully means that they can do something with this right maybe they have a walking dead night and it's like hey bring your zombie decks or buy this thing and everyone gets to play together you know get some use out of these decks even if you never play with it ever again you know there's so many ways that you can do this where you get these mechanically unique cards into people's hands you get the aesthetics that you're trying to sell of The Walking Dead, and you make it so that if someone doesn't want to see Negan on their playmat or at on the opponent's side, they don't necessarily have to, you know? The way it is now, if you want to play Negan the Cold-Blooded, there is no non-Walking Dead version of this card. It exists only as this. Compare this to the Godzilla thing that they did, where they basically just took cards they were already making for a set and then renamed them to be Godzilla themed with some Godzilla themed art. You could play them regularly with the regular Magic the Gathering art or you could play these cards with the Godzilla art. Basically an official way for Wizards of the Coast to get in on what people would sell on like the secondary or third party secondary market right of like altered cards. The rules text is all there, the name is all there, but someone has drawn over it or painted over it or whatever and altered the card in some way to make it unique to them or calling on aesthetics that they like. But this is different than that. This is just straight up selling Walking Dead cards and saying, well, we made we made these cards good and unique. You got a week to buy them. After that, who knows if they're ever going to show up again. Also, these are unique cards, so who knows if they're ever going to be reprinted again, either as Walking Dead cards or as regular, not Walking Dead Magic the Gathering cards. It's all around, I think this was the worst way that they could have done this, outside of like just increasing the price more and more. It's it's frustrating. Also, the fact that this doesn't come with a Magic the Gathering Arena code. It comes with a Magic Online code that you can attach to a Magic Online account, but it's so goofy that there are these discrepancies between Paper Magic, Magic the Gathering Online, and Magic Arena. It's frustrating. So, no, I'm not going to get it, and this seems like a really bad idea on several levels. I guess this is going to be the Magic the Gathering episode, so let's go for this other one that I read that is about sort of Magic the Gathering. It's Brian. We're in here. Hi, hi, hi. There's so many sports that have a built-in 
card collecting games such as FIFA Ultimate Team, NFL Ultimate Team, and NHL Ultimate Team. These seem fine as game-based card systems, but what I want to know, what sport would make the best collectible card battle system? AKA, which sport becomes the best Magic the Gathering competitor? Will you play your Larry Bird, a 3-5, 4 cost green sports energy onto the field? How much HP does an Arnold Palmer have when you play him onto your fairway? And how many prizes do I claim when I knocked him out with my Patty Berg? I was going to put a joke here involving bowling and Walter Way Williams Jr. and Spoils, but that just made me sad and I bought a copy of Spoils and never got to play a game with anyone. Maybe one day. Your thoughts? Brian. Thank you, Brian. Honestly, I think it's baseball. I think baseball's the, the sport that has so much numbers and statistics attached to it already that converting those statistics into any type of action-packed card game would work well. Even within these games, I think the biggest thing that's missing from card collecting is that there's nothing to play with them. I know that's kind of silly because they're just collectibles, right? But as someone who got into collectibles, collectible cards through trading card games, it feels like such a waste to have these cards not do anything else but look pretty. Not to say that there's anything wrong with that again, but I think it'd be cool to play like a baseball game, like tabletop baseball game, using cards from like your tops baseball boot pack, you know? And... I don't know. I just think that would be really neat. And like I said, there's so much, there's so many numbers attached to baseball to begin with that there's got to be a way to turn those numbers into dice rolls and make for a really fun version of like a card game or a tabletop baseball of some sort. I also think the video games are missing that as well. There's nothing like fantastical about the card games that come in these sports video games and that's not bad but i think it would just be more interesting i wish that there were multiple just like how there are multiple formats with a trading card game i think that there should be multiple formats when playing with your digital sports cards where's the nba version of commander is what i'm asking anyways thank you so much brian for the email our next email is, are you still playing Magic the Gathering Arena? You haven't posted in Magic the Gathering Arena video in a while. Thanks, Anonymous. Um, sort of. I'm sort of playing Magic the Gathering Arena. Um, right now, I don't want to do more beat the bot stuff because I don't have any more interesting decks that I've put together. And I don't have gems, but I don't have any money to spare towards gems is the better way to put it. Um, they're just a little too expensive to do something like a sealed constructed event or a draft in Magic the Gathering Arena that I I just can't I can't spare the money to do it. So I've made a Zendikar Rising thumbnail template so that eventually when I get gems I can record a video, put it up on the YouTube channel and everything, but I don't have the money to spare really. And it sucks because I do like playing Magic, I think. I think Magic is one of my favorite games, like tabletop, video game, anything. So it is kind of a downer to know that like I'm currently priced out of playing with new cards. And well, I'm excited that I got to play with the Amonkhet Remastered set with the stream and everything. I kind of wish that I had 
use that money or save that money towards Zendikar Rising, just because it's something completely new as opposed to just new to me. Also, Jumpstart spoiled me, man. Like, Jumpstart was so inexpensive on Magic the Gathering Arena, and the cards were so cool, and I could use them for a lot of different things, and yeah, it, it was a really fun format that was really inexpensive. You could get in and get out with a ton of games. Like, I recorded a lot of the Loser's Bracket Jumpstart videos within a span of, like, two days or so, you know? Like... I basically spent two or three days within that whole event. Like, days is the wrong word. Evenings, afternoons, whatever. Two or three sessions playing those Jumpstart games. And my 20 bucks of gems really got me a long way through that. I got, what, like seven-ish videos out of that? That's a pretty good return on investment when it comes to videos and content creation. So not having something that cheap makes it really hard for me to do that stuff and record new videos in that way and implausibly average is a hobby that i don't make money off of you know we don't have a patreon yet i don't put my kofi out there like implausibly average doesn't make any money this is truly just i'm making videos because i like to make videos i make podcasts because i like to make podcasts and along with like the drawings i post on twitter and stuff like that i consider this all a creative outlet right so I consider buying gems for arena like buying new pens or paper or something for drawing, buying a new brush pack for procreate. You know, this is all hobby spending. So I don't really, I don't really, it's, like I said, I just don't see money back. I don't, I don't get a return on investment with this stuff. So it just makes it harder for me to actually rationalize spending the money on gems to play maybe three games at least probably three games at most with Zendikar Rising or something like that. 20 bucks to get one video is a pretty steep price when you're not seeing 20, 20 bucks back after that video goes up. And I could, I could play more Pokemon, you know, I could play more Crusader Kings, which I spent a dollar on. And I have, I think seven, seven episodes ready to go total. You know, that's, that's a pretty good like ratio of dollars spent to videos made or the same thing with like Pokemon stuff, right? Like those were all costs that I had before I even thought of starting Implausibly Average. So buying Pokemon Crystal was a thing I did before I thought about playing it online. And so I don't even think of that as a cost for Implausibly Average. That's just, oh, I already had this so I can make content out of it. So the, the cost in my brain is basically zero you know i did get a handful of things like i got a cart dumper and you know a controller but those were things i wasn't just using for implausibly average i used my controller to play other games just on my own the cart dumper was something i wanted to get anyways because i wanted to make sure that i had digital copies of all my physical game boy game boy color and game boy advance games just in case something was ever to happen to my my physical games, my physical collection. So getting these things for, or using those things for implausibly average is just an added bonus. So it's a cost thing. I still play Magic the Gathering Arena on occasion, but it's just not as often because I'm not making videos for it anymore. And I don't really have any new deck ideas just yet. So maybe someday we'll see more Magic the Gathering Arena videos. If I have the money to spare for playing Zendikar Rising, 
I'll probably do that. Otherwise, I might just have to wait until the next set. We'll see. All right, and that should do it. Thank you so much for listening to Radio IAGP. If you have questions, you can send them into radioiagp at gmail.com. We read all of them, and we appreciate everybody who sends in emails. You can follow me on Twitter at implausiblyj. You can follow Implausibly Average on Twitter at implausiblya. And that's it. Thanks again so much for listening. I'll see you all next week. Later. Clean gutters. New chemical-free cleanser. Rotate tires. Hi, Mom. Hi, Dad. No snacks. Lock up bed time. Help unload the car. Remember my birthday. Don't sleep so late. Lock the Bye, Mom. Turn Bye, the TV off. Floss. Hi, Spike. Bark, bark. Chase, chase. Wrong address. Chase, chase, chase. Mailman. Spike. Play with people who speak your language. Pokemon. Promo cards. Meet new friends. Join the Pokemon Trading Card Game League. Have fun. Practice your game and earn cool prizes. Join the game. <laughs>